0: Peggotty coming in with the tea-board and candles, and seeing at a glance how ill my mother was, conveyed her upstairs to her own room with all speed, and immediately dispatched Ham Peggotty, her nephew, to fetch the nurse and doctor. The doctor, Mr Chillip, having satisfied himself that there was a probability of this unknown lady and himself having to sit there, face to face, for some hours, laid himself out to be polite and social. He was soon called upstairs. After some quarter of an hour's absence, he returned. "'Well,' said my aunt. "'Well, ma'am,' returned Mr. Chillip, "'we are, we are progressing slowly, ma'am.' "'Bah-ah-ah!' said my aunt. Mr. Chillip sat and looked at her for nearly two hours, as she sat looking at the fire, until he was again called out. After another absence, he again returned. "'Well,' said my aunt. "'Well, ma'am.' "'returned Mr. Chillip. "'We are... we are progressing slowly, madam Ya said my aunt, "'with such a snarl at him "'that Mr. Chillip absolutely could not bear it. "'He preferred to go and sit upon the stairs. "'At half-past twelve o'clock, "'Mr. Chillip sidled into the parlour "'and said to my aunt in his meekest manner, "'Well, ma'am, I am happy to congratulate you. "'All is now over, ma'am.' and well over. My aunt eyed him narrowly. How is she? Well, ma'am, she will soon be quite comfortable, I hope, returned Mr. Chillip, quite as comfortable as we can expect a young mother to be under these circumstances. And she? How is she? said my aunt sharply. The baby? How is she? It's a boy, returned Mr. Chillip. My aunt said never a word but took her bonnet by the strings, in the manner of a sling, aimed a blow at Mr. Chillip's head with it, put it on, bent, walked out, and never came back. She vanished like a discontented fairy. The first objects that assume a distinct presence before me, as I look far back into the blank of my infancy, are my mother, with her pretty hair and youthful shape, and peggotty with no shape at all, and eyes so dark that they seemed to darken their whole neighbourhood in her face, and cheeks and arms so hard and red that I wondered the birds didn't peck her in preference to apples. Peggotty and I were sitting one night by the parlour fire, alone. I had been reading about crocodiles. I was tired of reading and dead sleepy, but having leave as a high treat to sit up until my mother came home from spending the evening at a neighbour's, I would rather have died upon my post than have gone to bed. When the garden-bell rang, we went out to the door, and there was my mother looking unusually pretty, I thought, and with her a gentleman with beautiful black hair and whiskers, who had walked home with us from church last Sunday. As my mother stooped down on the threshold to take me in her arms and kiss me, the gentleman said I was a more highly privileged little fellow than a monarch, or something like that. He patted me on the head, but somehow I didn't like him or his deep voice— and I was jealous that his hand should touch my mother's in touching me, which it did. I put it away as well as I could. "'Oh, Davy!' remonstrated my mother. "'Dear boy,' said the gentleman, "'I cannot wonder at his devotion.' My mother gently chid me for being rude, and turned to thank the gentleman for taking so much trouble as to bring her home. "'Let us say good-night, my fine boy,' said the gentleman." "'when he had bent his head over my mother's little glove. "'Good night,' said I. "'Gradually I became used to seeing the gentleman with the black whiskers. "'He was called Mr. Murdstone. "'I liked him no better than at first, "'and had the same uneasy jealousy of him. "'About two months afterwards we were sitting, as before, one evening, "'when my mother was out, as before, "'when Peggotty said, "Master Davy?' How should you like to go along with me and spend a fortnight at my brother's at Yarmouth? Is your brother an agreeable man, Piggoty? Oh, what an agreeable man he is! Then there's the sea, and the boats and ships, and the fishermen, and the beach, and am to play with. But what would my mother say? Why, I'll as good as bet a guinea that she'll let us go. I'll ask her, if you like, as soon as ever she comes home. There now. But what's she to do while we're away? said I. She can't live by herself. Oh, bless you. Don't you know? She's going to stay for a fortnight with Mrs. Graper. Mrs. Graper's going to have a lot of company. Oh, if that was it, I-